passion. It lies in all of us, sleeping, waiting, and though unwanted, unbidden, it will stir, open its jaws, and howl. Welcome to Slayerfest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. And I'm Matthew Rodriguez. And that lovely reading was done by our guest host, Louis Peitzman. Yay! Yes! Oh my god, <laughs> everyone clap for Louis. It was like really uh, a lot for me because <laughs> I thought I would just break down in, in tears. <laughs> you did great. Thank you so much. Um, Welcome to a podcast about my favorite episode, I think, of season two. How interesting. I think this oh, is like right. straight up my favorite episode of season two. Right. More so than Innocence or Becoming part two. I I mean, I do, as I said to Lewis earlier, I do kind of conflate these episodes sometimes because I think not like for anything other than they're all really great. Well, right. But also because like this was sort of at a time when like the show was doing more arc stuff and like Monster of the Week still peppered in. Yeah. And I think that like the Monster of the Week episodes in season two are mostly pretty weak and like also feel really jarring when Angelus is like killing people around yes. them. Um, like this episode has killed by death after it, which is like crazy. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about killed by death because in- Angel. I was about to call you Angel. Weird. We because yeah, wow, it's very <laughs> Freudian. Uh, no, because Ian hates that episode, and I actually really like killed by death. It's like one of my least favorite. It's episodes. I yeah, I'm not a fan. But I do I I do like the feeling in killed by death and in Go Fish of like. I mean, like they're dealing with, we're dealing with random shit that happens, but like Angel's still this like presence. Right. And it's the, like the idea of like Buffy having the flu being in the hospital and that Angel can just come and go is very like affecting. Doesn't Kill by Death have the, Kill by Death is the one that has the line, tax is just saying something's not true, which is like one of the great Cordelia lines. Yes. Yeah. So it has that. But yeah, I just mean that like, I think that it's easy to group the arc stuff together because it like kind of has, like it's telling like a a story. Yeah. And that was like, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what else was on TV at the time, but I feel like that was. It was different. It was more episodic than you know. People didn't watch TV in the same way they do now, where they're watching every episode after the other. But Passion has some amazing stuff on it. Obviously, it's. I think it's interesting because the (coughs) the episode shifts viewpoints. I mean, with like the yeah, voiceover from Angel, and the moments where we kind of are seeing from Angel's perspective. It's the first time. That we are getting the show from Angel's perspective, I feel like. I don't know. Right. Well, he's, like, creepily lurking, so... Well, I mean, we'll talk about it later, too, but there's the scene where they find out that Jenny Calendar's dead. Right. And we see the whole scene from his perspective. We're not in the room crying with them. Right. We see him, like, enjoying the crying. Right. And it's a really beautiful kind of scrim on the scene, because you literally are watching it through a window, all this emotion. You can't hear them cry. You kind of hear them wheezing. Um, and it's like a, an actually really beautiful shot. It's so upsetting. It's, it's a so, really it's weird so choice, upsetting. but really works. Um, this episode is this. A, this is not the episode that established that he's a great artist, though, right? That was. It like is. Art. This is the first one. This is the first time he did his drawing. Because he draws like, Jenny, and he leaves it on Giles's. Well, he like, also he draws Buffy and Joyce. The episode opens after that with like Buffy waking up oh, right, and right. seeing he's the eight. drawing, and she brings it to school, and is like, "Giles, I'm getting these notes." Yeah. And like, P.S. Angel's a really good artist. Like, yeah. Talk about this. He would have a great like. DeviantArt. Or like oh my god, he totally would. <laughs> all like Angel Spike stuff. It's like super graphic. Oh my gosh, like all like Tom of Finland-esque drawings with yes. him and Spike. <laughs> I think I've looked at that website before. <laughs> um, yeah, so this episode does a lot of work. I feel like this episode, aside from, like you said, like 
overall arc, like, Innocence starts it, and then this is kind of, like, does almost all of the rest of the work before the finale. Well, it's all the, it's the raising the stakes, because yeah. Angel's been a dick, but, like, hasn't killed anyone we care about. Yes. So, sorry, Angelus has been a dick, <laughs> but hasn't killed anyone we care about. And here he kills so many iconic characters, including all of Willow's goldfish. <laughs> iconic goldfish. <laughs> I mean, like, what, the time it took him to string those goldfish... Like, what was he thinking? Well, he had to first grab them out of the yeah, yeah. tank. Like, that's hard. <laughs> Wait for them to die? Because they were, like, not, they were not, like, squished. They were, like, normal fish. Yeah. So, like, did he just, like, watch them die and then, like, have a thread that he happened to, like... It's a really silly... I have a lot of questions about <laughs> killing the goldfish. Um, so, uh, so we also have um, the scene where Buffy kind of has to tell her mom that angel is like stalking her basically yeah and it's still like tiptoeing around that he's like you know she's being like he's getting really clingy and he won't leave me alone and blah blah and it's the first time since like season one that joyce has mentioned the fucking parenting books that she reads <laughs> uh, yeah. she's like i've read all the parenting books you can't surprise me it's like i slay vampires mom <laughs> the joyce but, action figure came with a parenting book <laughs> did it really yeah <laughs> i mean i do kind of like how they turned it like it starts off like the metaphor is like he's just a shitty guy who like you have sex with and he turns out to be a monster and then this is like very much in like abusive ex territory yes like very clearly he is like an abusive ex yeah and it's they don't ever really make that explicit but they don't really need to right. like i yeah. mean it's like joyce is clearly threatened by him right. yes yeah well we rightfully so we also... she doesn't know he's like a killer right. yeah yeah like, scary she just person. thinks he's a man who yeah. can hurt her yeah um we need to talk about in the entire seven seasons of Buffy, there's one thing that happens that's the least believable, and it's when Willow, Willow becomes the teacher. Willow becomes a teacher. <laughs> this is breaking a lot of laws. I feel like no Buffy know. sometimes had no idea how high school worked. Right? Like yeah. remember when like remember in season three? No, is it three when when uh, she's talking about her like meeting a teacher and she's like, "You taught that that, that class on like American heroes," and I was like. High school doesn't have, like, elective yeah, courses. Right. Like, like there's no American Heroes course in high school. That's a college-type thing. Like, this is not how high school works. Right. Um, they're just, like, little things like that where you're like, did they go to high school ever? <laughs> Do they know what happens there? And, yeah, Willow being asked to step in for Jenny makes no sense. No sense at all. Literally, she's just like, I have some errands for... It's like, no, actually, this is your job. You can't, like, bow out from it. <laughs> I love that, too. Yeah, when she first is, like... I mean, the ending makes it even sillier. But, like, earlier in the episode where she's like, I want you to take, my, take over my class. Like... Principal Snyder is like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, why wouldn't she just ask another teacher? Why wouldn't they have a sub? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, hello. <laughs> and then later on, there is that little detail that's so Willow though, where she says she spent five hours making lesson plans, which is cute. which is cute, but yeah. also like, no, yeah, right, like it makes no sense. Like that's the mostly unrealistic thing on the show. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's up there for sure. It's definitely up there with unrealistic things that happen on the show. <laughs> um, the thing that kind of annoyed me watching this that I had forgotten about is like I never felt like. Giles and Jenny obviously are, like, a doomed romance, and, like, it's sad, but also it feels very, very rushed in this episode where she's like, I'm in love with you. Like, did they ever, yeah. what do they ever have? They've never even, like, really... They haven't had sex. They haven't had sex, we know that. Well, like, we don't know that. They're, like, the adult characters. No, I thought that it, I always thought that it was, like, very clear they were gonna have sex for the first time, and then he right. found yeah. That's what it felt like. Like, going up to the bed is the first time... Right. That it felt like she had been even, like, near his apartment or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I just felt like... And, I mean, it's, like, sad that they're icing her out. And, obviously, like, she'd be bummed about that. But it did seem like a lot for her to be, like, I was in love with you. Or I'm in love with you. And 
Well, you know, on TV things. <laughs> yeah, time yeah. TV timelines are weird. I know that. I just, <laughs> it just, um, I don't know if it like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm an unfeeling person. No, I I'm, I'm I agree a, a with monster. you. Um, well, also yes, but like, so are we. <laughs> great, 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 great. Um, also, what's weird about so there's that scene that you were just talking about <laughs> when Giles gets to her classroom, he's like. You know, I need a book on how to restore Angel's soul or something. And like Jenny literally goes to her desk and is like, I was just reading about that. Right. Like, wait a minute. Did you just have that open on your desk? <laughs> a random text on like how to Well yes, she was recently. Oh no, it was that. how to re- it is how to revoke a vampire's invitation. Oh that, yeah, that makes sense. But like, like she yeah, had the she book exactly, right there. She's yeah. like, Oh yeah. Holding it for you. I really like Cordelia's obsession with Angel being able to get in her car. Her car. Oh my gosh, it's, am- like, it's my iconic. favorite. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and like she even says at one point that she switched cars with her grandmother, which when she was okay with her <laughs> yeah, grandmother no, being in the car, that Angel can get in. She's she's the worst. <laughs> I have some questions about what Angel can and can't do. This is one of my vampire logic problems. Okay. He makes the whole point about how he can enter the school because they have the sign, a sign yeah. in Latin saying like enter all ye who seek knowledge right okay first of all a school is a public place he would right. be able to enter anyway yeah. and if that logic were true then every house the welcome mat would have a vampire in it true yes. like there's no that doesn't make any sense I also think yeah that it's a it's a, you're absolutely right I'm not even trying to refute it, but I also <laughs> I don't know if there was something like more maybe they did like the, the revoke the invitation thing to him in the school and that's how I don't know maybe I don't but know like, it's one of those things like really, vampires she, can't do CPR like where you're like because what? in Killed by Death they also bring up that he can go into the hospital because the hospital is a public place right so a school, like maybe private school he can't but public school he can Hmm. Oh my gosh, Kent. Well, he wouldn't want to go to private school. There's crosses everywhere. Um, he wouldn't want to go to private school. The other thing that bothered me is that if you had a magic store in Sunnydale, like, why wouldn't you have wards or, like, some sort of, like, protection yeah. against vampires? Right. Like, well, don't they, isn't there, like, three different owners of a magic box that just, like, murdered immediately? This wasn't, and then, is this actually the magic box? I don't think it's the magic box. Oh, it's not? Well, I, it, it might, well, it it might it, be the proto-magic box. I think, it, I think they end up being... Well, it has a completely different layout, but that's not to say that, like, things totally change on both your I think I think it is, goes I, to the magic box and murders whoever the magic box owns. Yeah, I yeah. think that it, I think it is, I think it is the same too. store. I don't, I don't think there are, like, different magic stores in Sunnydale. Well, there but might be. There are, like, there might be. churches. That's, that's true. <laughs> Some of them are buried underground. <laughs> There's a lot happening. Um, so here's my... So there are little moments in Passion that I'm just like, that's weird. Um, when... <laughs> When she gets the orb of Thessala from the guy, and he's like, what are you going to give your friend? And Jenny's still in the middle of the store and says his soul. Like, I imagine the guy behind the counter being like, um, what? <laughs> also, he glows, and I'm like, I'm like, if these things just, like, randomly glow, then you could be able to sell a ton of them. They would be right. great decorations. They'd be the new fidget spinner. I want, I want a glowing orb. Are you kidding? Orbs yeah. are so cool. Um, but yeah, I always thought it was weird that, like, there seems to be a lot of, like, people having just, like, monologues while people are in the next, are in the same space and not understanding it. Right. It also happens when they revoke, I was talking to Ian about this before, the weirdest part of Passion to me is when Angel confronts Joyce at the car and Joyce is, like, running for her life and she opens the door and standing at the door is Buffy and Willow reciting an incantation. To get him out of the house, and Joyce doesn't question anything. They explain it. 
In the scene with the forgetting. No, she says that the, that's what the herbs are for, but she doesn't explain that, like... She's superstitious and religious. Right, that's why the herbs are there. Oh, I thought that was, like... I think that's explaining the whole thing. Oh, because she says... She specifically mentions herbs, but, like, I just feel like it's such a weak explanation. No, for, it's like, totally weak, and it makes no sense, and also they've been talking for a while, and why would she suddenly, out of nowhere, be like... By the way, what that was, but I think that was meant to cover the entire thing. Right. Well, also, why wouldn't they have run out? Because Joyce right, literally could she, she could have been murdered, and like they were literally on the other side of the door waiting for her to come through instead of like opening the door and be like, "Mom, get the fucking yeah, side. like come on, <laughs> like." <laughs> or her going out to like punch Angel real quick, bringing her mom in, and then continuing. Whatever the hell there are a lot of things that we keep pointing out things that don't make sense about this. I'll just add one more, which is that Giles would have been arrested for murder. Giles well, would have been I, so I thought oh, I think murder. I was thinking about that too, but he could easily have been like fingerprint her because my hands are nowhere on her. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like it's so unlikely that like. But yeah, no, she's dead in his home, and then like there's. In reality, there should be like a multi-year investigation into <laughs> yeah. who killed her. Whatever happened it's to the like investigation the, in Jenny's murder? <laughs> right, and then it would be like a Netflix special about Jenny Calendar, like who killed Jenny <laughs> right. Calendar, like ten years later, be like Giles is still the number one suspect in who killed Jenny. You know Calendar. what's so dark? What if he like posed her at the bottom of the stairs like she fell? Lewis, Jesus Christ! She was already dead. It's fine. <laughs> That's what I would do. So I, so you, so this is this is some real jumbinay shit because it's like she has to go downstairs, put gloves on, well, what go the, back what upstairs, he, and like, what does he even do though? How do you like, like this makes no sense? Like, why would this not have been a huge? Well, yeah, but the police are we're supposed to know that they're kind of in on it. I guess that's true. The police know there's something going on. Because, like, so. in school hard, he says, like, oh, we're just going to say gang-related again. Right. And, like, the mayor is evil. But what happens if you were to come home and find someone dead? Like, the police wouldn't automatically think you did it. You I might think be... they would. I think that they... Um, they don't. I can tell you both. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, um, <laughs> whose neck was broken? Whose neck was broken? <laughs> Fair enough. Places. Like, I mean, it just seems like... And also because of all, like, the, the like, the roses and stuff, and it was, like... Like, it just seems like it was, like, a sex thing that went awry. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. if I were a detective. That's where I would go with it. You're into some real rough play, Lewis. I mean, <laughs> I'm as extra as Angel, leaving fucking rose petals everywhere. He took so much time to do that. That was honestly a very elaborate, like. Oh, Angel's like, he's almost like a like twirling his mustache, shifty yeah. villain. He loves you. But also, like, like, I'm gonna cue up Lobo into the right. Here's moment. the yeah. here here are my questions. <laughs> Did Angel drag Jenny lifeless out of the school? Does does Angel have a car? Did Angel drive Jenny there? Does Angel have a key? When was Angel invited in? These are all questions I have. All valid questions. Okay, but we're done discussing questions of validity because there are so many like plot holes. Wait, I had another one too. Wow. He I just, just said like, no. He just said we're done. We were shut down. Judge, put the gavel down. <laughs> you don't even want to hear about how I think Jenny got a headstone too fast. <laughs> Oh, oh she those did. take months. Those take months. They take months. And, and, and I do have an actual question, though, which I brought up when we did the last episode together, which is, what was her actual name? Her headstone says Jenny Calendar. Oh, Jennifer yeah, you're Calendar. right. It does. And I think her name was, yeah, I called her off. Yeah. I'm like, did they just, like, put her, like, fake name on it? Maybe it's, like, so, like, I don't know. I feel like you probably agree. Like, in Puerto Rican <laughs> families, everyone has a hundred names. Like, my right. grandma only calls my mom Lisi. My grandma's name is Alicia. Like, the Hispanic members of the family call it Alicia, but, like... But I think when you make a headstone, you can tell them to put whatever name you want. Yeah, I'm just wondering for, like, her death records or... Like, like you don't was, have... Yeah. Like, was her... Did they ever find... Like, yeah. I have a lot of I don't questions. think you have to present... Fine. <laughs> no more questions. No more questions. <laughs> that headstone was rushed for some reason. <laughs> um, 
So we should talk about the big scene, the chase scene, which uh, I think is like it's so scary. Yeah, it's, it's very scary. But okay, like you, you, he just said that we're not allowed to do this. But let's talk about how <laughs> Jenny's running is terrible. Like, okay, well, horror, it's, it's rule horror number one. Movie. Horror movie rule number one is you don't run up the stairs, Sydney. Yeah, that's true. But where else was she gonna go? She could have run. She does run out of the building. Well, she runs and up runs the stairs, which the means building. that you she can't lose. Get, I thought she couldn't get out of the. Oh, you mean like into another building? Yeah, she runs on the well, campus. She, she runs through the courtyard, through yeah. the campus central courtyard, which I feel like she could have just run to her car. Instead, she runs back to the other side and then goes up the stairs. And we all know when you're running from a killer that running up the stairs lowers your options. But of this was to pre Scream, right? Wouldn't it? it was no, like, no, it was the same. Yeah, ninety six was Scream. Because ninety seven was Scream two. Which or ninety five was Scream. Ninety six. Ninety six was Scream. Ninety five. Ninety seven was Scream two because Sarah Michelle Gellar was in Scream two the same time that like it was like the summer between seasons one and two. I'm gonna tell you exactly when I Scream, think Scream was. Scream is ninety six. Um. Anyway, it was yes, it was after that. Ninety six. Yes. It was. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, it, it is really scary. The thing that I had heard that now I'm wondering if this was like fake trivia, since we were talking about things not being true that we'd heard, is that there was a big discussion over whether or not Angelus should have fan face when he breaks her neck. Mm. Do you ever hear about this? I've heard this too. Where like, they were worried that if he looked like Angel when he killed her, it would be too hard for people to ever like him again. Oh, really? Right. And, and it is interesting though, because he's so horrible in this episode and so like sadistic. And like the the scene, but the, what's worth worth him killing her is the scene with him watching them cry and smiling. It's yeah. like so dark, and he's not in vamp face then. Yeah, like that's pretty. Um, but well, I, I think you just can't be as emotive in vamp face. So he no, would, yeah, totally. So that's probably. But what... I just feel like for it's interesting because like they obviously were worried that viewers would not be able to deal with it, and I feel like what they didn't anticipate is that viewers will always turn to the most horrible people in the hopes of like. As we all date horrible people, hoping that we can change them, I feel like the viewers have always gravitated toward like the awful villains and been like, "But they're secretly really sweet." Mm. Yeah, I whenever I hear stories about when showrunners or whatever showmakers are like the view, like we don't know if the viewers can handle this. I'm like, how terrible! Like, how simple do they think we are? <laughs> like, I mean, I can see like you know, I guess it was like '98. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that, <laughs> well, like the shade towards people in '98. WB '98, like they're not going right, to try to be idea. like. <laughs> Right. They're and not gonna. I don't know. I wasn't watching the show at the time, so I don't know. But like, was Jenny Calendar a beloved character, or was it more just like that Giles is a beloved character? I think that so it like... was that Giles was beloved, and like that was like his. And that affects Buffy. That, and yeah. it affects the whole thing. And then also, it's just that like they didn't think that. I mean, in Buffy, we know that Willow, Xander, Willow, Xander, Buffy, and Giles are safe. And maybe, like, Cordelia. But, like, it always seems like the people right on the outer edge who get too close yeah. to the group are the least safe. Well, we, this was the first, like, major death, right? Yeah. Right. And that's why I think Jenny sets that up. And so, like, we weren't used to that. But we kind of get used to it in the future. Because yeah. we know that, But we like, get yeah, we're <laughs> too used to, to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when they start killing everybody. <laughs> right. So we know that that can happen. But I think I, I wasn't around when it first aired. So I don't know. But, I mean, I did watch it for the first time once. And it was just like, oh, wow, like they are going to kill someone who you really, yeah, who, it, who Giles was like... Who's important. To who's important. Yes. And who Giles said he was, he was, he admitted that he was also kind of falling in love with. It yeah. totally also sets up the Joss thing of like, if right. you fall in love with someone, they will die. Die immediately. Right. Yeah. Like, and you we, can never and, be happy. And viewers didn't know that yet. Like, no. viewers didn't and know that by Giles saying I love you, he was like signing her death certificate. But literally, I actually I mean, didn't think about this until now. Literally every one of them dates someone who dies. Yeah. Right, I think. Wait, who does Buffy date that dies? Well, she Angel, kills, she she kills, kills him. And Spike. Well, well, sorry, I was thinking that like, uh, Angel comes <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. 
So yeah, Angel and Spike, and then Willow. Tara. Tara. Anya. Anya, yeah. Yeah. And Jenny Gallander. Yeah. Giles never had it easy romantically. He really didn't. No, poor... We love Olivia. Love we're Olivia. Very pro, we're a very pro-Olivia Oh, podcast. I love Olivia. <laughs> Two episodes, but she's iconic. <laughs> well, also, I mean, there are not a ton of women of color on the show. Right, yeah. Right. Who aren't, like, evil. Who right. Or the first Slayer and totally colonial. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a lot happening with the first Slayer. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> um, but, so I think it's... So I know that you say, like, it doesn't make sense. And, like, yeah, but, like, no horror movie chase scenes. Like, everyone always makes, like, stupid mistakes. Well, yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mind like, that. I mean, No, I, yeah. I mean, it's funny because I'm not saying that it's, like, I'm just well, saying that it's funny. funny. <laughs> it's I hilarious. Passion is the, that's why it's my favorite. I just want to laugh a minute. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, even in Scream, when yeah. Sydney says, oh, it's always some dumb girl running up the stairs when she should be going to the front door. She, she, runs, up the she runs up the stairs instead yeah. of going to the front door. Yeah. Um, I think it's, like, a pretty good horror, like... Because, like, in the earlier seasons, I mean, I've said this a bunch of times, they always tried to at least touch upon, like, horror genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, in the first season, it didn't quite know what it wanted to be when it came to that. Um, but I feel like they got better at it. And, I mean, eventually they diluted it where it was, like, almost nothing. But, like, I feel like they were still playing with, like, oh, this is, like, how this would play out in, like, a scary movie. Right. Or, like, whatever. Um, and also, it's, like, more insulting that he snaps her neck. It, like... yeah. Makes he doesn't it, give a shit. He yeah, care to he's not even like hungry. Like right. he's just like, nope, we're gonna kill her because. Ugh, I keep having logic questions that I can't ask. <laughs> I'm just wondering if computers catch fire that easily. Right, I am also <laughs> wondering that. Um, and but um, we skipped over the 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 sex conversation. Oh right, well you, that you happens, touched upon it. Um, well, anyway, <laughs> aren't we need to talk about this the sex conversation? That so after he like bothers Joyce outside and no one saves her from it until she gets in the house. He says, oh, I haven't been able to stop thinking about Buffy ever since we made love. And Joyce has this like look on her face like, you made love to my daughter. Also, she's dealing with the fact that a grown man said made love. Yeah. And she's dealing with like losing all of her oranges on the the front seat. There's only a lot going on with poor Joyce. (laughs) Like she just bought nine fucking oranges and they didn't come in a fucking bag. Like what the fuck? She's loose oranges. (laughs) I'm so pissed. They all just stay there. Um, The lesson in this episode is to buy your oranges in a fucking bag, Joyce. That is is the takeaway. Um, so yeah, they have this, the sex talk and is it here? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Scene. Um, no, this is not the right scene. Sorry. Dear viewers, wait one moment. No, no, no. no. That's why I have this keyboard. Oh yeah. That keyboard right. doesn't work. Okay. Because my computer is made of dust. Okay. So this is it now. Okay. Start right here. Okay. Can you read starting with the, um, instructions, Lewis? Cut to Buffy's room. She's sitting on her bed. Joyce is pacing, trying to take in what she's hearing. That stuff with the Latins and the herbs. uh, He's just real superstitious. Oh. We just thought if... Was he at first? No, wait. I don't want to know. I don't think I want to know. Yeah. He was the first. I mean, the, the only. He's older than you. I know. Too old, Buffy, and he's obviously not very stable. I really wish... I just thought you would show more judgment. He wasn't like this before. Are you in love with him? I was. Were you careful? Mom, this is no time. Don't mom me, Buffy. You don't need to go out and... 
You don't get to get out of this. You had sex with a boy you didn't even see fit to tell me you were dating. I made a mistake. Yeah, well, don't just say that to shut me up, because I think you really did. I know that. I I can't tell you everything. How about anything? Buffy, you can't shut me out of your life. I'm pretty much used to that, but don't expect- Or you can shut me out of my life. God, I'm good at this. But don't expect me to ever stop caring about you, because it's never gonna happen. I love you more than anything in the world. Which is something people say a lot on this show. That would be your cue to uh, roll your eyes and tell me I'm grossing you out. You're not. Oh, well, I guess that was the talk. So how'd it go? They look at each other. I don't know. It was my first. Scene. Cute. Hmm, that is kind of like cute, like... Sometimes Joyce is a good mom. Yeah. Sometimes she's a terrible mom. Yeah. I mean, the only... The, the number one time that Joyce is a trash mom is when she kicks Buffy okay. out of the house uh, for yeah. being low-key queer. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then gets mad at her when she's back and, like... Ugh. And then they all gang up on her and her own face. Oh, Demon's party is so infuriating. Oh, let me see so mad. And are we supposed to not be... Are we supposed to be siding with them? To, I think we're, that's what always bothers me is I feel like we're supposed to be on their side. Right? And like, no. <laughs> um, that's actually the... Yeah, that was my mom's like... The podcast I did with my mom, I was like, okay, mom, but don't trash Joyce too much. And she's like, she was a bad mother! And I'm like, okay, but let's not like be too crazy. <laughs> there, are degree, there are degrees of badness. I think she's like a struggling single mom yes. who's like in over her head and Buffy's dad sucks. Yeah. Uh, oh, I also think like just as like it's about a young... And Joyce comes around. Right. It's a young girl like no one like, at the at the same moment that she found out her daughter was a vampire slayer like Joyce found out vampires are real. Like all like... Monsters her, are real. Monsters, yeah. Like her whole world world basically changed in like 10 seconds. Right. And she reacted super badly. But it is rough that they make it into, like, a queerness metaphor, because then you have to deal with, like, you know... Right. Like, Buffy's a homeless queer youth, basically, <laughs> for, like, the end of season two. Yeah. Not dark. And, the then moves to, and then moves to L.A. <laughs> well, you know. Like you do. Yeah, like you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get that talk. Um, it is cute. Like, I do feel like... But I guess, I don't know, I, par- I feel like parents are more inclined to be slut-shamey when they have a daughter, right? Isn't that Oh, okay? totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Angel's mom would not have given him the same time. <laughs> but it's also super valid for Joyce to be like, he is older than you. Right. They never use the statutory rape like, right. thing, which, right. you know, is this unspoken thing of like, even if he weren't a vampire, this would be totally illegal. Um, but at least they acknowledge that he's older and it's weird. Yeah. And like... Joyce doesn't even know how much older. Like. Exactly. She just knows he's vaguely older. He yeah. looks older. Because I think they, yeah, they say he's, like, in college. Right. So, like, that could mean anything. Like, I mean, I don't think Joyce is assuming it means, like, 200 years old, but... Right. You know what's funny? We've already discussed so much plot in this episode, but there's still so much plot. Like, so much happens. What else happens? So, they get the phone call, and we get the scene through the window. We don't... We, and Allison handed into such a good cry. It's one of her best cries in the entire series. I yeah. cried again. And it's just like, ugh, it's amazing. But then after that, we get the confrontation between Buffy and her friends in Giles' house, where they taught... Where it's, I think, the first time that Xander has that self-righteous, like we have to kill Angel Talk that he'll have several times in season three God, and then a lot of times in seasons four. I mean, every other season he's where so he just awful. thinks that he knows <laughs> what he's talking about. It's the first time that he's like, why wouldn't we stop Giles from killing Angel? Like, it needs to be done. But he's also and it's like, like um, so Giles is a human and going Angel will literally fucking kill him. Like... But also, like, he's just so smug about the whole thing. Like, right. I hated Angel first. Like, he's like waiting for everyone to join him hating Angel. It's like, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I... 
I would be like, first of all, we all realize that this is a demon, not angel. This right. is Angelus, not angel. So you're wrong. I love angel, not yeah. Angelus. Yeah. And two, like, did you know that there was an ancient yeah. curse that he would like <laughs> that he would lose his soul after he gave me the D? Like, you don't. No, but he wants like Buffy to come crying to him and like right make it. He'll make. But it also right. like acting like a dick towards her and making her feel dumb is not <laughs> is no, not the way. He sucks. He sucks. And also never care about Jenny Calendar anyway. Was no. he real? Xander no. did not care about her. Oh, Xander, yeah. Xander only cares about how everything relates to him. Right. Oh, he, he literally, it's funny, so it's even more dastard. Like, he, like, he's using the fresh death of Jenny Calendar happened a few hours ago to make himself seem like some, some like, he was right the whole time. It's like, can you let her body cool down before you fucking <laughs> become an asshole? Um, and then... We have uh, Giles going and beating the shit out of Angel with a baseball bat on fire. On fire. Which is amazing. But I, when I was watching it with Ian, I was like, his big mistake was when he did the over-the-head thing. Because mm. he got himself all exposed. It looked cool, but it wasn't worth it. Yeah. It wasn't. You just had to keep like going at him let's, over and let's over. Let's not forget that Jonathan also shows up to get a library book. Important, <laughs> yeah. important True. And, and Xander's like, um, what are you doing here? <laughs> Does this look like a Barnes and Noble? I, I do really like when they like. There's very few times when they call attention to the fact that it is a school library. Right. I think Cordelia, maybe in Doppelgangerland or one of the episodes in season three, comes in to get a library book, and she's like, "I have an assignment to do. Is the world going to end? So I won't do the assignment. Right. That might be in Helpless. I think it's Doppelgangerland. Is it Doppelgangerland? And like, I don't know. I always. It's one of those like meta things. I mean, in season three, graduation day, when he's like, "Good thing no one checked out any of these books." <laughs> like. <laughs> I like when they call attention to being self-aware and the fact that it's a library and a working library. Um, what else? So, Giles goes to try and kill Angel, and then I was saying to you before, I feel like this fight scene between Buffy and Angel is one of the first really well-choreographed fight scenes. Oh, interesting. Because, so, what happens is Giles is fighting Angel, and Angel says, okay, you've had your fun, and then Buffy stops them and says, now I'll have my fun, and kicks him. And then Angel tries to go up this, like, squ- circular staircase, and Buffy trips him with, like, a metal rod. And then he goes up the stairs, and she goes, she, like, j- jumps up a set of boxes on the other side of the room and meets him halfway. And then they have that fight in between the, like, metal bars, and she's, like, throwing him around, and she throws him on the ground, and she punches him, and I just feel like it's actually, like, one of the, because, I mean, all the fight scenes in the first season were trash, like, right. there were no real fight scenes, and then they tried it, a, tried a few better ones early in the second season, like, when she goes in and kills the vamps who are trying to bring the master back and stuff, and the kind of the fight scene in What's My Line, when, like, yeah. her and, her and, um, Kendra. Kendra, like, hop over each other to switch partners yeah. and stuff. But, like, I thought the choreography, it's the first time that they used, like, several levels, and Buffy was, like, going to meet him on another floor. So just, like, the choreography of that fight scene is really amazing. Yeah. And then we have the beautiful moment at the end that (sighs) makes Ian cry. It really does. Giles is such a good dad, and she's, like, they really are, like, 100% family, like, and they're, like, 100% supportive of each other. Like, whereas, like, Xander is also part of their family, but Xander is not always supportive. He's such a dick. Yeah. But, like, Giles and Buffy are always... I mean, that's why it's such a big deal and kind of weird in season seven when, like, there's a thing that happens and then, like, they're not friends, but then they are and then it's, like, fine. Right. 
Um, the, um, the one the one Xander thing that I love in this episode is just that Willow references him doing the Snoopy dance because it pays yeah. off later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's it. Otherwise, he's trash. Um, but yeah, Buffy like crying to him being like, I need you is like really a lot. It's a and lot. Great. <laughs> it is a lot. Um, and it always breaks my heart. I love any moments in the show when they're like being cute family because they're all such a really good chosen family. And as you, Matthew, has pointed out, that's what Joss Whedon kind of writes best. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess is that is What do we what do we grade this episode? Um it's like an A minus for me. Okay. It's like very solid. The voiceover is just so hacky. <laughs> like I love it, but also it's like really hacky. Well, I mean it I mean like I was saying before, it just like fucking sounds like a MySpace blog or like yeah, a, a live just... journal about passion. <laughs> I mean, and I guess so. That. I might have written it back. <laughs> I just like. I don't it just know. sounds like Ian wrote it on like a Friday night by himself. Listen, same current mood, passionate. Um, yeah, it's like very like it's just kind of like that sort of thing where it's like not actually profound to be like we feel things and sometimes it's like bad feelings. But if you don't feel things, you're not a person. So we should feel things. It's like cool, Angel. Like real astute. <laughs> Matthew, what's your grade? Oh, this is an A. Easy. Yeah, I would easy say a. I would say an easy. A. A. My yeah. favorite Emma Stone movie. Oh yes, it's the best. Yeah. Um, the pocket full of sunshine scene alone is like Oscar worthy. <laughs> also, Lisa Kudrow gives an underrated performance. Yeah. This is an easy A podcast. Yeah, right? Actually, I want to start an easy A podcast. <laughs> All we right. Just discuss it every week. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, Lewis. Um, My pleasure. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at SlayerFestX98, and you can follow me on Twitter. At Ian X Carlos. Guess who made both those Twitter handles? Matthew. You can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Rodriguez. Matthew with one T and Rodriguez with a G and a Z. No X's at all. You can follow me on Twitter at Lewis Peitzman. Yeah. Just like figure it out. <laughs> so I'm going to keep saying. Lewis is so like cool and casual. I'm just chill. I'm a chill he's person. Just, he's just the Oz of this podcast. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Bye.